We are back with the 153rd edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm really excited for this one. I don't even know why I call it the Quarantine Cast anymore. I'm not in quarantine, but anyway, it's too late to change it. I'm really excited for this one, uh, like always. This time I'm having someone I've had on, or I haven't had on before, but I've been a fan of his for, for quite some time. In my opinion, he was the best unsigned Canadian fighter for a very, very long time, and I think finally he's getting the respect he deserves. Uh, without further ado, it's Bellator Bantamweight Josh Hill. Hey man, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, so where where are you right now? Like I know you've been back and forth. You're Toronto, California. Where where exactly are you in the world? I'm in California right now. I'm in Sacramento. Um, I was supposed to be coming home actually today, um, but I've decided to kind of stay out here and finish my whole camp, just because uh, back home's quite the shit show, <laughs> and uh, and it just I mean. You know, it sucks that, you know, I'm missing everybody back home, my family, but, uh, the, you know, the training's running like regular out here. So uh, it just makes sense. Yeah, Ontario right now is not the place to be. Uh, crazy what's going on there with the uh, <laughs> shutdown and everything. Yeah, man, it's it's insane. Um, I mean, it was bad before I left, but now it's to another level. Um, you know, training is like, it's like you're, you're doing some secret underground little fight club type thing. You're sneaking in the back door, you know, trying not to let people see you. You're getting bylaw called on you. Gyms are closed. Like, it's just, it's crazy, man. So uh, I'm just trying to avoid all that shit, you know, especially during the middle of the training camp when I'm, I'm trying to prepare for, you know, the, the biggest fight of your life. Every fight's the biggest fight, but this is a, this is a big one. But um, yeah, man, so out here it's, it's running like somewhat normal. You know, the gym's running like normal anyway, so that's all that really matters. Yeah, what's it been like overall, like not just now, but since the start of it? I'm in Halifax, so things are open and then they're closed the day after. But what's it been like for you overall? Uh, yeah, man, it's been the, the, the Ontario government, like, you know, the whole Canadian government just, I think, just shit the bed big time. But especially in Ontario, um, like, like one week where they're open, then three weeks later, they, they shut back down. Um, and just gyms and, and not just gyms, all businesses are just like, Man, it, it just they're getting treated like shit, to be honest. And, um, you know, it, it's just unfortunate what's happening. I don't like what's going on there at all. Um, you know, if I had my way, just up and bounce out of there. But it's not that easy, especially when you got a family there. You know, if it's just me, I'd be I'd be gone. But, um, yeah, it's it just it, it's a weird time and a, and a shitty time. Um, I just think that they dealt with this so poorly uh, and we're so far behind and even like here in California which is you know a very liberal state and had lockdowns uh, even like you know if you want to go by case numbers which I don't like doing but I think there was like 4,700 cases in Ontario the other day and in all of California there was like 2,200 um, and they have 30 million people or double the population of Ontario so it's uh it's it just they're so far ahead as far as like People have gotten sick and they've got over it or they've got uh, vaccinations uh, and we're just so far behind. So I just think we're living in a different world right back there. It's got to be nice to have the, I, I guess, the luxury of being able to go down to California and train with Uriah and, and the team there. What's it been like uh, being down there, um, obviously away from your family, but, uh, you know, having a family away from home? What's that been like? It's been great, man. I've been coming out here since 2014, something like that. I think so, seven years. Um, and I've built a, a very good relationship with everybody out here. And, uh, you know, I'm. it's like my team away from my home team, you know. And, um, you know, I, I have a good, 
connection here with the people I stay with. They're, they're always, you know, that take me in anytime. Uh, they've been great. And, uh, and the guys at the gym and the team, have just, they're awesome. And, and not only, uh, you know, the, the mainstays, the guys that live here and train here, but there's always new guys coming in from all over the world. So every time I'm here, I get to train and meet people, you know, um, from, from everywhere. Like right now, there's a couple of guys from, from Japan that are here and, um, you know, there's been, I have friends now in Ireland and England, Japan and Brazil and France and throughout the States and, and just everywhere. So that's, uh, that's another reason why I love it. How important is it to get new looks? I mean, I've only ever gone to the one to one gym my entire, well, I guess I, I'm relatively new to it, but I've only ever gone to one gym. How important is it to, to get new gyms, get new training partners, get, get new people that you maybe don't get to train with every day? I think it's very important. Um, and it just, you got to test yourself against other people and better people. Um, you know, it, it, it's, I, I want to be, I don't want to be the best guy in the gym every day. That's for sure. I, you know, they'll want to go there in, in days where I, I get, get beat up, you know, because that's what's needed to be honest. If you're the best guy in the gym every day, that's not a good spot. Not that I'm saying I am, but you know, when you go with the same guys over and over and over again, you start to know each other's tricks and whatnot. And, um, but so you need to kind of, break out and have some uh, different looks and, and different different coaching views different training partners different um uh, all levels of competition so i think it's very important to, to kind of break out of that same routine and, and try some new stuff so you were one of the people that were able to compete throughout the pandemic a lot of guys especially canadians haven't been able to do that how good did it feel to go out there and, and get your hand raised uh throughout like in the middle of a pandemic it, yeah, I was fortunate, man. So I'm very lucky in that sense because yeah, a lot of guys, you know, basically if you weren't signed to a big show, um, you're kind of sitting on the shelf right now. So I could, I feel for so many guys, man. Um, they've been, they haven't fought in you know over a year, maybe more. Um, but yeah, I, I was fortunate enough. You know, I fought in August, uh, and I was I think I was the last. I fought in February as well. I think I was the last show uh, Bellator did in this, in North America before the pandemic started. Um, so I just squeaked that one in too. Um, but yeah, you know, I felt great. Um, you know, fighting in front of nobody was kind of weird. I've done it once with, when I was an ultimate fighter, there was only probably, you know, 50 people there, you know, in the, the training center. Um, so I kind of had that quiet feeling, um, going into fight with, um, you know, no, no crazy crowds or anything like that. So, uh, I didn't mind it to be honest, you know, you could hear your corner really well. I could have, um, almost have a conversation with my corner during the fight, which is, which is great. But, um, yeah, once you're in the cage anyway, uh, you, you it kind of, it's all the same. It doesn't really matter about that. It's just kind of the walkout and everything. It's all quiet, <laughs> uh, which is weird, but yeah, I, I'm happy that I got to compete and I'm happy I get to compete again, um, in about three weeks, just under three weeks, actually. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Rafion Stotts, who is ranked above you now that the Bellator rankings are out. Um, your thoughts on Rafion as an opponent? He's good. He's good, man. He, um, you know, he, uh, he's 15-1, and one, I believe his record is overall, um, uh, and, and undefeated in Bellator. So, you know, he, I think we actually match up very, very similar, to be honest. We're, um, we're both athletic, both well-rounded, um, you know, love, you know, taking guys down, love top position. Um, so, and I, I see, you know, very similar games. Um, he, he has a more like decorated wrestling background than I do. Um, because I don't, I don't have any wrestling background, so I have nothing there, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this is a good fight. I, I think I, I, my striking's better than his. I think, um, I think I'd be more powerful than him and more, a little more explosive. Um, but 
you know, it, it makes for a good fight. And, and yeah, they have him. And you said the rankings, you know, um, I, I always hated rankings. I, I never liked them. I think the only way rankings work are is in a seasonal format for teams. Um, and, and the only way they do that in MMA, I think, is how PFL is doing it. Um, just because you, you get points per wins and whatnot, and you actually can tally and, and see who's ranked where based on their points. But with us, it's just a matter of people's opinion. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really make sense to me. But whatever. I mean, they had me at number seven. I thought I should have been in the top five <laughs> for sure. Um, but um, but it doesn't matter. I think he's ranked three or four. So um, I go out there and, and get a win over him this, um, you know, I think whoever wins this is, is, is definitely the number one contender. Um, that's what they've told us before. I'm not going to, you know, hold my breath on that, but I, I think, you know, the winner of this should get the, um, the winner of Pettis and Archuleta. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, there's one thing you, you mentioned it. You thought you were higher. I did too. When it came out and you were seven, I'm like, okay, obviously no one no one that's doing these, uh, no one in the panel is Canadian because uh, I feel like your entire career you've been, like, forgotten. You know, your record is 20 and three. You're, you've lost to two guys. One was a split and the other is Marlon Marais. You know, like it's, uh, do you feel like you're finally starting to get a little bit of that respect that's long overdue? Um, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I feel that same way. I feel I've always been that guy that's kind of, you know, other than like being the, on the Canadian scene, like I've been ranked you know, the number one bandweight in Canada for a long time or in the talks of, and I think I've solidified that a few times. Um, but as far as, you know, the worldwide scene, yeah, I, I think I'm like the, the kind of the dark horse, um, you know, the guy that kind of, you know, keeps winning, but doesn't really get that push behind him, I guess, in some circumstances. But um, yeah, man, um, I feel like a, a win like this uh, will definitely help. I mean, my last one I thought would would do too. You know, I went over a guy like Eric Perez, who, um, you know, was a former UFC fighter that did well in the UFC um, and then came to Bellator. Um, but yeah, whatever. As long as you know, I keep winning. As long as I keep get, getting paid and uh, and get bigger and better fights, then that's all that matters. But I think uh, this win uh, would definitely propel me into that contention uh talks and i think that would be where i want to be anyway i want to talk a little bit about the canadian mma scene because right now i feel like i wouldn't say it's it's dead but it just feels like the, you know ufc and bellator and pfl aren't really signing a whole lot of canadians as a as a canadian mixed martial artist what do you think the reason for that is do you, do you think it's the pandemic do you think it's just lack of respect for canadian mma what what, what do you think it's going to take before uh, you see guys getting signed to these big organizations well you, you kind of seen it early in the pandemic remember um uh like when the pandemic first kind of started in like the early summer late spring um a lot of the guys that were signed and i mean beltor wasn't even put on fights at the time um they were you know they, they took some time off um and the UFC were just signing a lot of guys because I think a lot of the mainstays, the guys that are already signed, didn't want to take fights because they didn't have proper training or for whatever reason. So you've seen an influx of guys to get last-minute uh, signees. Uh, and you've seen a few Canadians get that too. And then I think they had, uh, they did so many of those that they had an influx and too many. Now they have too many guys signed. Uh, and, and with the Contender Series, um, they just have guys sitting on the shelf that they can't get fights to. Um, you know, and, and, you know, they just, they have too many guys in the roster. So I feel that they're kind of 
right now at that point where they, they have too many guys that kind of have to thin the herd a little bit um, before they can start re-signing guys. And I know that they still have the contender series they're doing, and now they're doing Ultimate Fighter again for some reason. <laughs> um, and, and so they're going to have even more guys to sign from that. So, uh, you know, it kind of goes in waves, and I think right now they're kind of on the, the – you know, that the high point of the roster. So they kind of got to bring it back down a bit before they start signing some new people. But, um, you know, Bellator, uh, yeah, they've been signing a lot of guys, but not a lot of Canadians. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know the reason for that. I know they haven't came back to Canada in years because um, it's just like so many promotions. They have they had trouble dealing with the commission, especially in Ontario, because um, it's just a shit show. It's better now, but it, it was a shit show for the longest time. So I'm hoping they can kind of, you know, come back to the Canadian side of things and, and kind of you know, get some life back going out here. When you think about your goals now, I mean, you're, you've reached Bellator, um, like you said, uh, the ultimate fighter. What ultimately is left for you to prove? I mean, you're like you said, you've been number one in Canada for so long. Is that Bellator title uh, what's left? Or, or what ultimately is, is the goal uh, for you in this sport? Yeah, I mean, I've had a couple goals and I, and I've achieved some of them already. Like I always, I wanted to be a Canadian champion, and I, and I did that earlier in my career. Uh, you know, Ultimate Fighter was a goal for sure. Um, um, you know, getting twenty wins that was a goal for me. Once I hit, you know, my eleventh win, I was like, okay, and I, I want that twentieth win. You know, so that was a big one for me. Signing to a, a major organization, and I, I did that. You know, and and. Uh, yeah, and my last goal now would to be a world champion. You know, like I said, I, I fought for a world title twice with against Moraes, and and I came up short in those. So, um, yeah, winning a Bellator title would be the the last goal, and um, and I guess another goal would just be, you know, make as much money as I can while I can, um, because I, you know titles are great and all, um, but they just you know kind of collect dust on the shelf after a while. Um, you know, they don't they don't feed the family. Um, so that's that's what I want, you know, as many fights as I can while I can, while I'm still young enough to do it. And uh, and then, you know, you utilize that income to go on to something else in my life. I want to ask a couple more questions and then I'll uh, and then I'll let you go. I want to I want to focus on those Marais fights. Um, a lot of the guys I talk to uh, are coming off losses or they're early in their career and they've just just had that loss as someone who's lost to the same guy twice. How, how do you like rebound from that how do you how do you get get out of bed and motivate yourself after suffering those losses yeah that's a good question um for the f the first fight actually i think i was just kind of everybody just kind of wrote me off in that one and then they, they kind of just expect them to steamroll me and it, it turned out you know it was a five round like close great fight to be honest um so that one you know i kind of i i even though I lost the decision, I, you know, I, I think opened up a lot of people's eyes and, and gained a lot more respect in that sense. So that one wasn't as, as bad. The second fight, the, the the irony of it is I felt better in the second fight uh, than I did in the first one. I just, you know, I was moving well. I, I just, I, you know, I could see things happening. And then I just, I just got caught with a kick as I kind of changed levels and hit me right upside the underneath the ear and, and put me out. And, uh, and I've never been knocked out in my life. Um, I've never even been rocked to be honest. So like, for me, that was a, you know, a big wake up. I know it can happen to anybody, but like for me, I was like, that, that can't happen to me. Right. Um, so that was a, that was a big one to deal with coming back for sure. Um, that's kind of where I actually got interested in the mental game so much. Um, and, and, you know, to, to a point now where like I, I've gone back to school for sports psychology and that's what I want to do afterwards when I'm done fighting. But to, after that fight, you know, um, I took some time off 
a little little time off, obviously, just to recover my 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 brain. I don't want to jump right back into a fight too quickly after getting rocked. Um, but yeah, um, my first fight back was against Xavier Aloui and TKO, yeah. who was I think like seven and zero or something like that when I fought him. Um, so it wasn't like I just came back and fought a schlub. <laughs> um, to get my confidence back, I took on a, a really tough prospect. Um, and I think in that fight, you know, I, I, I definitely, I won the fight, but I, I, I kind of, you know, didn't let go of things as much. I was a little bit hesitant because I was, my confidence wasn't quite there. So I had to get that win back to kind of feel that confidence kind of rise again. And, and once I did, I was able to, to build on it. Um, but yeah, you know, I would suggest, you know, you know, short-term memory in this game, you know, um, shit happens. And, and sometimes you can train as best you can and have the best game plan and things could be going absolutely correct. And then, and then shit just doesn't go right for you. Um, so short-term memory, um, you know, that, that's, that's probably the biggest thing I would say. And, and don't focus on the negatives, focus on the positives. And, and, and that's the best way to rebound. And Xavier Aloui is like you said, he's no schlub. He just went out and won the UAE uh, Warriors mm -hmm. belt. He lost, just lost it, but he was a champion as well. Very, very good uh, mm -hmm. fighter as well. So you, your entire career has just been beating guys like Jesse Arnett too, another very, very mm -hmm. good uh, Canadian fighter. Um, I don't know if you do predictions, but there's a big fight next weekend, and I'd love to get your, your prediction and your opinion on it, on Jorge sure. Masvidal. Yeah, Masvidal Usman? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who do I want to win? I would like to see Masvidal win. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Usman. I think um, – I know he took the fight, the first fight on short notice, but I I don't think you're going to see much of a, a change of story in it, to be honest. I think you're going to see Usman do what he does. His wrestling superior. He's a, he's a freak athlete, doesn't really get tired. Um, and his striking is good too. It's not like it, you know, he's, he's such a, you know, far inferior striker to, to Masvidal. So, uh, I'm going to go Usman by decision. I think it'll be, you know, Masvidal will have some moments in the fight, um, you know, where he might get off a little bit, but I think overall Usman will, will win the decision. All right, man. Thanks again for the time. I appreciate it. Like I said, I've been a fan of yours for, for a long time. Um, I, th I thought for a long time you were the best Canadian that hasn't been signed. Now you're signed. You're number seven. You got a big fight. Um, best of luck on May 7th. Thanks, man. I appreciate that very much. And then thanks for having me on, dude. All right, man. Stay safe. Don't get anything. Uh, <laughs> times are crazy right now. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll try not. That's my biggest worry. I'm not worried about actually like being sick i'm just worried about getting a positive test and then, and then screwing the plate up you know yeah no absolutely more fights right now are being pulled because of that than anything else so yeah all right man best of luck stay safe and uh best of luck thanks man appreciate it so there you go josh hill uh he fights rafian Stotts at bellator 258 on may 7th be sure to watch that fight um for people who aren't familiar with josh hill he's very very fun uh he's got a fun fun style and uh, like always, he's Canadian, so, you know, I'm supporting him. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And check us out at fighterpath.com, and we will see you guys next time.